during week 223 of Brada's Branded Thoughts, a brief discussion on the recent sellouts for Iowa football home games. I think some people surprised by the tickets purchased, but there is hype around this team. And what are the implications moving forward regarding Gary Barta's retirement, Beth Getz's promotion, implications for Kirk Ferentz and the staff? How long will Kirk stick around? Of course, we don't know the answer to that. But a brief discussion on that subject, plus RTI threads, NIL athlete, and Iowa defensive back Cooper DeGene, the Odebolt Iowa native and Hawkeye superstar, visits the show to talk about fall camp and what his expectations are for the 2023 season. All that coming up during week 223 of Brad's Branded Thoughts. This is from the Hawkeye of the Storm. But first, I want to remind you to check out our sponsor for today's show, Iowa Floor Covering. They're great products, folks, including their Tough Core Click Together 4.5 millimeter waterproof vinyl flooring. It's being sold right now through this special deal. Visit iowafloorcovering.com slash DIY to cash in on this waterproof flooring at 269 per foot with self-installation. And check out this beautiful building. Great stuff from Iowa Floor Covering. Be sure to check them out. You can call them by calling the number on the screen or again online at iowafloorcovering.com slash DIY. We appreciate IFC sponsoring this segment here. Brad has branded thoughts here from the Hawkeye of the Storm. So the latest on Iowa football, the Hawkeye Football Notes Twitter account, making it known that only a couple thousand tickets are still up for grabs for the entire home schedule. Now, to break this down even more, the account four days ago noted that there are 750, as of four days ago, there were 750 single tickets still available for the Rutgers game in November and 1,500, a little under 1,500 left for the Iowa-Illinois game in November. So that means, folks, that all the games in October and September, and we got this in an announcement several weeks back, all the home games in September and October have been sold out and approximately 2000 tickets are left for the only two games in Kinnick stadium in the month of November. Now, why is that noteworthy to talk about? Of course, Iowa sold out a bunch of games. They've been selling out a bunch of games and hype around this program has been real and they've won a lot of games. You got to give Kirk Ferentz credit for that. You think about the eight wins last year, in spite of the offense, you think about the 10 wins a year prior. Of course they had, the successful 2020 campaign and the 2019 campaign where they got to double figures in the win column with Nate Stanley, et cetera, uh, in that year. So there's been really positive momentum even in the later years of Kirk Ferentz's tenure. However, uh, several months back, Kirk Ferentz doubled down on Brian Ferentz and this offense, right? Some would say he made excuses. You had the Gary Barta announcement regarding Brian Ferentz's contract and the amendment to that contract, the stipulations that he had to meet, the expectations, I should say, he had to meet for this coming 2023 season. Now, of course, Gary Barta has moved on. We'll talk about that in just a second. He's now officially done. His last day was earlier uh, this past week. But the point is, there was some question marks about how fans would respond. And I went on the record, I'll admit, I went on this very show and said, there are going to be people who are not going to renew. There are going to be people who will not head to Kinnick Stadium until Brian is gone because they have completely lost faith in him as a play caller and as an offensive coordinator. Now, I've been very clear on where I stand with Brian. I think given the performance, given the lack of development at some key positions, given the lack of development at his position quarterback over the past year, to me, 
I, I don't see any reason why he's still employed here other than the fact that he's Kirk Ferentz's son. However, with that being said, and I've mentioned this on a number of occasions, the Iowa fan base is rabid. And Iowa sports is so big in this state. You think about other states that have pro sports teams. Uh, I mean, you think just north of us uh, in, in Minnesota, you think about the, the Timberwolves and the Vikings, the Wild. You look at Kansas City and the market they have down there. Even St. Louis has a, a pro sports market, obviously Chicago. But this is all you've got in Iowa. you got high school sports. You've got college sports. It takes so much for fans to become apathetic. And there was, believe me, there was some apathy, serious apathy last year. I remember after that 9-6 to Iowa loss to Illinois on the road, there was some serious apathy in it. There were times last year where I felt apathetic toward Iowa football. I will freely admit that. But what this proves, folks, is fans are quick to jump back on the bandwagon. And that's not a bad thing. This is a passionate, loyal fan base. You think back to 2012, four and eight year, they jump right back to uh, winning eight games in 2013 and fans jump right back into seats. Now, over time with television and just everything that... Uh, the home experience can offer that has hurt fan attendance to some extent. I think probably more so between, you know, the years of 2012 to 2015 or 16, but fans are right back into Kinnick stadium and they're selling these games out. Remember folks, the 2023 season was perceived to be a down year for the home slate. Iowa actually slightly reduced season ticket prices for this coming 2023 season. Remember this is their home slate for 2023 you've got utah state at home week one they get western michigan at home week three they get michigan state at home in late september a michigan state team that's been up and down mel tucker with a huge contract they were not very good last year after winning a peach bowl the year prior they get a purdue team that's got a new head coach in ryan walters they get minnesota at home a team they've dominated it is a rivalry game probably the best game on the schedule for the home slate and then they get Rutgers and Illinois at home. But the fact that it looks like right now, as of right now, it appears that Iowa will likely sell out all of its games. Can they sell 1,500 tickets in the next couple of months for Iowa-Illinois? Probably. And especially if this team has a you know 7-1 record or whatever it would be once they hit that late uh, home stand against Rutgers and Illinois, sure, they'll sell those tickets even though those games are in the colder months and against you know, a Rutgers team might be the worst team in the Big Ten. Illinois could be down this year. We don't know that for certain with Brett Bielema at the helm. But the point is, this is just further indication of the loyalty of the Iowa fan base. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Brian. Iowa obviously made personnel changes. I'm not going to say they overhauled the roster. Some of these changes they were forced to make. Cade McNamara uh, was a great add. They lost receivers to the portal. They had to bring guys in. They lost guys. Uh, to the draft, and to the portal at linebacker. They brought guys in there. They did pretty good work in the transfer portal. I've been on the record saying that. So I certainly think that uh, part of the fans' willingness to buy tickets so far this season uh, has to do with the personnel changes. And I think some fans feel like, okay, let's see if this is enough. All right, We, we don't like the situation with Brian. We feel like there's nepotism involved here. We don't feel like he's the guy for the job. But... They've got an experienced vet in Cade McNamara. And I've heard some people say, as long as Brian stays out of Cade's way, this offense will be palpable. And I think that's probably fair. Um, I don't know how good the offense can be, and that's a discussion for another day. But the bottom line is, again, loyalty in this fan base is off the charts. It doesn't take much to get fans back on the bandwagon. But there will be very upset fans if the expectations aren't met this year. After 
the university, Kirk Ferentz, Gary Barta doubled down on Brian and the personnel changes were made. And you got to recall that Kirk Ferentz blamed a lot of their issues on personnel. If in spite of the personnel changes and the time that's been given for the offensive line to develop, if this offense is still putrid, and I don't expect it to be, but if it somehow is, again, how far will Iowa fans be pushed until they fall off that cliff? It's going to take a lot because, again, it, one thing we've learned over the last couple of years, fans love Kinnick. They love game day. And whether you agree with it or not, it does create less of an incentive for Kirk Ferentz, for the administration to make changes, coaching changes, especially when they're changes involving a guy like Brian, who's the son of the head football coach. Now, Beth Getz has taken over for Gary Barda. Gary officially retiring on the 1st of August. So Beth has not been named the permanent athletic director. She is the interim. I would be shocked if she doesn't end up being named the permanent replacement for Gary Barda. But we'll see how that affects things as well. There's a lot of storylines to follow in the next year. And then you get the Fran McCaffrey situation that I've been very outspoken about. Not sure about his future. The Jack McCaffrey thing. and Just a lot going on with this athletic department. Potential major changes coming in the next year or two. And they've coincided. Unfortunately, I don't think it's a good thing. They've coincided. They're coinciding with uh, the influx of conference realignment with USC, UCLA joining. And now, if you didn't catch it, Oregon, Washington going to be a part of this conference in the coming years as well. Lots of stuff going on in the Big Ten and at Iowa. So that being said, now it's time to hear from an Iowa superstar. Iowa defensive back and RTI Threads NIL athlete Cooper DeGene joins the show. He's working with RTI Threads as part of his apparel available exclusively through RTI Threads. We'll be working with RTI Threads throughout the coming season as well. So exciting stuff on the horizon. But again, Cooper was willing to sit down with us right before the start of fall camp. We'll hear from Cooper DeGene after a word from our sponsor. Straight from the man cave, Kinnick under the kitchen. Authentic, original player art prints are being drawn up for Hawkeye fans everywhere. From under the kitchen's Murray legacy print, which features former Hawkeye Kenyon Murray, current Hawkeye Chris Murray, and current Sacramento King Keegan Murray, to football players Lucas Van Ness, Tori Taylor, and Cooper DeGene, to wrestlers Tony Cassiope, Alex Marinelli, and Real Woods. Oh, and only one of the greatest athletes to ever compete at Iowa, Spencer Lee. There are so many options available, and they make great gifts. Visit Under the Kitchen on Facebook or at Under the Kitchen's new website. It's underthekitchen.square.site. That's underthekitchen.square.site. Check out Under the Kitchen today and get your authentic, original Hawkeye print. Pleased to be joined by Iowa defensive back Cooper DeGene, who's getting ready for what should be a very exciting season. Cooper coming off a trip to Big Ten Media Days. And, uh, I mean, literally, we're recording this about a day from fall camp. Cooper, thank you for taking the time on somewhat short notice to get this interview in. I know you're excited about fall camp. I asked you, uh, do you cherish this time of year? Do you dread this time of year as an athlete? And I guess shouldn't have been any surprise to me as a hardworking small-town Iowa kid, you, you cherish it. So what's it feel like to be entering another fall camp? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I think uh I'm excited about this team. You know, we we got some got some new faces in the building, uh transfers, freshmen. Um, but this this summer training's been it's been good. Um, you know, and I think I think a lot of guys are, are really excited to to put the pads back on, put their helmet back on, get out on the field, start start playing football and get a little competition going um out on the field. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. 
we're going to kind of talk a little bit about your backstory, Cooper, because I'm sure, you know, if people are logging on here to watch this uh, podcast or to listen to it via Spotify or whatever, they're probably familiar with your story. Small town kid out of Odebolt. Um, I, I would say you were under recruited based on your ascension. And, uh, you know, you just have an interesting story. I'd never even, I, I grew up in Iowa. I'd never heard of the town of Odebolt. I'll be totally frank with you. So for people that don't know your backstory, can you talk about your upbringing and what it was like growing up in a really, really small town? Um, just what was your childhood like? Yeah, not not many not many people know where Odiewold, Iowa is. Um, but we got about 900 people in my town. Um, you know, growing up, I did everything you could think of, you know, sports-wise. Um, soccer, football, baseball, basketball, all that stuff. Um up and up until about middle school and I just I cut it down to the to the main four um but growing up in small towns is a lot of fun I think um you know you kind of you kind of make your own your own fun um I mean you can almost do whatever you want because there's not I mean you can rarely, rarely get in trouble for for much um so what you're gonna have to but before we go on what you're gonna have to expand on this so you're like climbing silos and and breaking into old barns or what what um <laughs> yeah what that means yeah there's there's some there's some old old spots that that we get into um you know down on down on gravel roads and and stuff um you know we ride ride atvs around four wheelers dirt bikes um all that stuff you know we went we were we we had this big sled when i was younger we had a ranger and we pulled we pulled people around in the sled behind the ranger in the cornfields. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun um, growing up, you know, you, you, you're friends with just about everybody in the community. Um, so, so it was a lot, of, it was a lot of fun growing up in a small town. Um, and then, and then going into high school, we obviously joined with um, some other towns, which was, which is really cool. You, you meet the, meet the kids who grew up just like you did almost um, you, you become close with them. Um, so I think, I don't think there's anything like growing up in a, in a small town, especially in Iowa. Um, there's countless amounts of things you can do. Um, you know, and I, I think that's, that's what makes it, that's what makes me who I am today. Um, you know, you grow up around a bunch of, a bunch of hardworking people in, in a small town and, and you see them doing that every single day and it, it just rubs off on you. Um, as a kid and you, you see these people you, you look up to and, and you want to work just as hard um, as them to, to achieve your, your dreams and goals and then inspire the, the younger generation um, that's also from, from those, those towns. Um, that's, that's my biggest thing. I want to, I want to, um, I want kids to, to be able to um, have the same dream that, that I have and, and know that it's, know that it's possible um, to, to achieve. Um, so, so it's really cool to go back and, and just see, uh, the people around the community and, and the little kids, um, and, and talk to them and, and meet with them. So, um, yeah, there's, there's nothing like, nothing like a small town. I don't think. Refreshing to hear you say that again, as a, as a semi small town, Iowa guy myself, there's the perception there's nothing to do in Iowa and you, you, you are what you make your childhood to be, I guess. Yeah, if that makes exactly. Sense. Yeah. Uh, so this past off season, Cooper, I mean, things have blown up for you. Obviously, 
Um, with the era of NIL, and we're going to talk about your partnership with RTI Threads, and certainly we're going to put a plug in for your merchandise and your apparel that people need, certainly need to check out, get prepped for the season. But um, as it relates to this past offseason, I'm sure it's been a whirlwind, um, and I'm sure you've enjoyed it to an extent, but it's had to have also been something you've you've had to balance because you know you're at Big Ten Media Days, you know, although you're talking football, you don't want to let it become a distraction. How do you balance everything that that is NIL and all the hype around the season with actual football and and camp right around the season or right around the, the corner? Yeah, I think um, you know that part goes goes back to to who you I think who you hang around and who you talk to on a daily basis. Like my family, um, you know, we I mean we'll talk about football here and there. Um, but it's usually like I'm, I want to. They they let me know how things are how things are going back home. Um, talk about different stuff like that. How my little brother's doing, you know, back home, um, and and my friends around here. Um, you know, when when we hang out, there's there's really, I mean, not a whole lot of football being talked. Um, so so that's really cool. You know, we 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 play a lot of golf um, up here in Iowa City. A lot of guys got into golf this past summer. Um, which is which has been really really cool and volunteering around around the around the community doing different things um, away from football to to really understand and and connect with different people around around the community on on a deeper level uh, which is which has been really cool um, but I've been I've been just trying to focus on you know what I can do uh, during this off season to put myself in the best position to to help this team win in in the fall. Um, you know, you can't, you, as a player, you can't get too caught up in, uh, you know, what the media is talking about or the, the preseason hype, uh, preseason awards, because at, at the end of the day, right now, no one's played a game. Um, you know, and I, I said that a few times at, at Big Ten Media Day. I want to, I want to, I want to prove those things on the field. And, and so do we as a, as a team. Um, and I, I think it, yeah, I think right now our guys, our guys are focused on, on this season ahead, we're we're not too worried about um, uh, the expectations because we know that ev everybody wants to win a lot of games um, here here at Iowa, um, and and with the group we have, uh, I think um, we've we're really focused and and we're we're ready to go. Um, I think a lot of guys are are excited for about this team and for the season. What are the goals for this team, Cooper? And let's let's be specific on this. You, you talk about winning games. I know, you know, you want to win a West title and get back to the Big Ten championship game, but what are the ultimate goals? What do you and and Cade and the leaders on on this football team, what do you guys talk about? Yeah, we wanna I mean, obviously you said making it back to Indianapolis. Uh we we've talked about that. Um and and even even beyond that, we've we wanna take we wanna go where where this program um hasn't hasn't been. Um, you know, um, we want, I, I hate, I hate talking about this, but you know, we, we want to, we want a big 10 championship and, and we want more, you know, we want, we want to be able to play, put ourselves, um, in, in that top four and, and compete with the best in the country. Um, but we understand that, that, that doesn't come easy. Um, you know, and, and that's, that's why we've been training the way we've been training, um, this off season. And, and we understand that it, that it takes, you know, just, just one week at a time. Um, you, you can't overlook anyone in, in college football because anybody knows that anything can happen in, in, at any time in, 
in in the week in, in college football. Um, so you have to prepare every game like it, like it's your last, and and not look too look too far ahead because as long as long as you take care of, of your job each and every week, um, you know those 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 things will come. Is there a belief with this team, Cooper? You you feel a belief with this team that perhaps is a little bit different than years one or years two or year two for you that that you can achieve greatness. Uh, I'm not saying that that was never a goal in the past, but is there a different aura about the leadership of this team? Yeah, I, I believe so, and I think I think a big part in that is um, having Cade come in. Um, you know, from from a program that that from the program that he was at. Um, you know, and really instilling his his leadership ability with with this team. You know, he's he's a very he's a very vocal guy. Um, and and he he plays with a lot of confidence, talks with a lot of confidence. Um, so just just having him um, and and talking to our team and and being in our locker room, I think that's that's created confidence for for a lot of guys in in our locker room. And um, obviously he's he's been on on the biggest stage, and and he knows what it's like. So it's um, it's been fun to be around him and um, just have his have his confidence and, and energy just feed off of everybody on the team. Let me ask you one more question about goals and about Cade and about your head coach, because I find that dynamic quite interesting, given the fact that Cade comes from Michigan and obviously took that team to a Big Ten title, understand what, what it takes to get to a college football playoff spot. And yet your head coach is known for taking one game at a time. And I think there's probably an even balance that that Cade and you and, and the leaders of this team have to seek between taking one game at a time, but aspiring to be great and achieve things like a college football playoff. Is there kind of a, a difference between there has to be a noticeable difference between how Cade leads as a player and what he talks about and what your head coach and how he kind of reels you guys in to focus one week at a time, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Cade. Yeah, Cade. Cade talks about those, like about those big dreams and, and aspirations. But he under he understands as well that that it's one week at a time, you know, and and we can't look look too far ahead. Um, and it all goes back to you know Coach Ferris, what he what he talks to us about in in meetings every every single, almost every single time we meet. Um, and we're talking about the season. It's it's always about one week at a time. Um, and right now, how how no one's no one's even played a game yet or a down. Um, so all, all the hype really, really means nothing um, until until we put the pads on, um, you know, on that that first weekend in, in September. Um, but it's it's been fun um, to, to learn from him and, and hear from him. Um, and I know he's in, he's enjoyed um, listening to, to Coach Ferentz and, and all the things that he said um, and and being in in this culture um, that we, that he's built in in Iowa City. So are you more like Kirk Ferentz or more like Cade McNamara? I'm more like Coach Ferentz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm more of a more of a, a one week at a one week at a time um type guy. Um but it's it's good to have that good good to have that mixture, you know, in, in the locker room. Before we talk more football, I want to give a shout out to um an initiative that you're a big part of. So you're not only an Iowa defensive back, you're also an RTI threads athlete uh, and you've got a full line of apparel and merchandise available uh, and people can check it out we're gonna have the link in our description but uh, the the url is www.cd3lacesup.com 
talk about your partnership with RTI Threads. We're going to be working with them here from the Hawkeye of the Storm throughout the season, but um, kind of put a promo in for your stuff. And why did you pick the guys over at RTI? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been really fun um, working with them um, at RTI. You know, with with uh, Kevin and and Marty. Um, they're they're really great people. They're from you know my area, um, from you know kind of kind of small towns. Um, so I've, I I connect with them really really well, um, and and what they've done for for me already in, in promoting this um, my apparel um, has has been really cool. Um, so I appreciate them, and and I hope that I hope they know that. Um, but yeah, like you said, www.cd3lacesup.com. That's that's where you get all your merchandise and and everything. You know, they got they got everything from you know t-shirts, hats, to golf balls um, as well. So they've they've been they've been putting in a lot of work um, um, over there, and and I appreciate I appreciate them for that. And it's been it's been fun working with them so far. You get your CD3 golf balls from from our team. <laughs> I'm just curious, Cooper, when you play. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there's a course over in Odebolt, but I'm assuming you also play Finkbine. What are you What are you typically shooting over at Finkbine? Yeah, uh, usually when I go to Finkbine, I'm not playing by myself. Usually it's like a best shot. Okay. I'm not I'm not that good at I'm not that good on my own. Um, so too too inconsistent for that. So it's always nice to have a little help from from a partner. Um, but Fink, Finkbine's a lot of fun. A lot of the guys, you know, we go out and and we'll get two sums, four sums together and just just compete against each other. Best golfers on the team? Um, Jamison Hines from from Humboldt, defensive back. He's yep. played golf in high school, to my understanding. Um, really good golfer. Um, you got uh, Deacon Hill, okay. um, quarterback transfer from Wisconsin. He's, He's used to playing the courses out in Cali. Yeah, he's a he's a pretty good golfer as well. Um, and then you you got you got a bunch of like average guys, which is pretty, kind of where I'm at and where where most of the guys are. And then Cade plays. Yeah, Cade plays. He's he's right around in that in that average. We've we've all been kind of falling off as as the summers as the summers gone on. Um, and then you got. You got some couple first time players, which are which are kind of fun to play with every every once in a while, um, just to teach them the game and and watch them swing and, and try to hit the ball. But Cooper, talk a little bit about your positional future. Um, when you came here, I think there was this idea that you were probably going to fit into cash. You might end up at safety, and you know now you're you're considered to be one of the top corners in the country. Do you foresee yourself being able to kind of move around? This year, do you feel like you're locked into corner? Where do you kind of see yourself uh, fitting in moving forward as as you become kind of a veteran in this on the back end? Yeah, um, right now I think um, I'm probably sticking uh, with corner on the outside. Um, but you know, coming in as a safety um, and playing the cash position a little bit last year, um, it it always gives that provides that ability to to move around if if need be. Um, and that's, that's something we, you know, we take pride in, in, in the defensive back position and as a defense as a whole is, is being able to play multiple positions. You know, you got a lot of guys who can play um, multiple positions. You know, you got Jay Higgins last year. He was playing the will. Um, he'll probably play Mike this year. He played a little bit of the Leo. 
Um, so I think, um, I mean, you could, a lot of different guys can play a lot of different positions. And I think that that's what makes our, our defense. So, you know, part of the reason why our defense is so special is because everybody understands everybody's responsibility and, and where they're, where they're supposed to be at. Um, so being, being able to move around is, is, um, is, um, kind of, I mean, what our, what our defense is, is known for, I guess. I host a live show with uh, Mark Rogers, voice of college football on YouTube every Tuesday. And we talked for this past week about potential for this defense. And I, I'm, I'll, I'll be dogmatic on this. Uh, I'll double down on my stance that I think you guys can be as good as you were last year. And I know that's hard to imagine given the losses of Riley Moss and Jack Campbell and Seth Benson. Uh, I think the depth of this defensive line is, is could potentially be the strength, but yet you guys in the back, back end with yourself and Xavier and, and Quinn Schulte, what a season he had last year. Jamari returns. Just talk about this defense. Do you think this defense can be as good, if not better than, uh, the exceptional unit that was 2022. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, we got a lot of guys back on the defensive line, um, some in the back end. Um, but yeah, our, our goal is always to, to be better than, than we were, um, you know, the year before or the week before, um, you know, we, obviously, like you said, we got a lot of depth on the, on the D line. A lot of guys came back, um, which is, which is really, really good for us. You know, it all starts up front. Um, and then you, you got a guy like Jay in the middle. Um, uh, he's, he's gotten some experience last year. Um, and then you bring, bring in Nick Jackson, who, uh, he was all, all ACC, I believe, um, you know, at, at Virginia, bring some experience in. Um, and then obviously there's, there's another spot to fill at that, at that linebacker spot. But then you talk about the, the back end. Um, a lot of guys have, you know, Xavier got his feet wet in that bowl game last year. Jamari's been here for five years now. Um, Quinn's been here for for five years. Um, and then, as, along with the younger guys, you know, they've they've had a full camp, a full spring ball. Um, they've they've gotten better um, over over the year, um, and just just bringing them along and 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 seeing them grow has has been really cool as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I think. We got a we got a bright future. Um, we just gotta we just gotta focus on on this camp and and putting it all together and, and meshing as a, as a unit. A couple more questions from me, Cooper, and I do appreciate you taking the time again. Special teams has such an integral part of Iowa's success with Lavar Woods, and the loss of Charlie Jones a couple of years ago could have derailed what was an electric punt return game. But you've stuck, you, you've kind of jumped into that role. And do you anticipate yourself filling that role moving forward? What can the special teams unit, obviously the kicking game is, I, I think, rock solid with Torrey Taylor and, and Drew Stevens returning. But just talk about the return game. What have you seen from from that unit? Yeah. Um, obviously, special teams is, is really important. Um, we believe it's, it's, it's really huge for our defense and our offense. Um, you know, in, in the return game, our, our job is to – to put our, our offense in, in the best position to, to score, um, you know, and it all starts with, with the blocking, uh, whether it's kick return or punt return, uh, to put the return in, in the best situation to, to make that happen. Um, and I, I think Coach Woods is, is 
he's got to be the, the top special teams coach in, in the in the country, I believe. Um, you know, he takes he takes so much pride in 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 special teams, and and he understands how much it affects the game. Um, and I think it it rubs off on on the guys in 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 our program. We understand how how important special teams is, and and wanting to be on those units just just because we know how important it is, um, and and how much it'll it'll help our team as as a whole. Um, so. I mean, you talk, yeah, the return game, that's that's really important. But then you also got, you know, the punting game, the kicking game, uh, Tori and Drew, as you said, you know, those guys are, are some of the best in the country. Um, and like, especially playing special teams at Iowa is, is a lot of fun just because how, how serious we take it and how, how important um, we, we know it is. I want to piggyback off that just for a second. What makes LeVar Woods and Phil Parker so great? And I'm sure they're unique and obviously they're coaching different positions, but I mean, what makes those two guys so great? Cause they are some of the best in the business. Yeah. I think it's, it's the way they, they lead their units. Um, you know, coach Parker, he's, he's really fiery. He, he expects perfection from, from each and every one of us when we're out on the field. Um, and, and that's, that's how he's always been. And I don't, I don't expect him to change. Um, and, and we try to deliver that um, every every time out. Um, and, and you talk about Coach Woods; he he takes so much pride in in special teams. You know, he's he's fired up every single morning, every 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 special teams meeting. He's he's got the most energy, um, and and he brings it on the practice field as well. Um, you know, he, he gets the guy he gets the guys going. Um, he's he's a real like players coach, I think. Um, you know, everybody can can relate to him he's an easy guy to talk to um fun guy to be around you know he he makes he makes practice fun makes football fun in general um going back to coach parker um you know he's he's obviously had had success for for a long time um here both of them have um it's it's just been fun to to learn from from both of them they both have great football minds um and and whatever whatever side of the ball they're, they're talking about. Um, so it's been really cool to, to, to learn from them um, on the field and, and even off the field as well. Who's the vocal leader of the defense, Cooper? Uh, I'd, I'd say it's um, Jay Higgins. Um, you know, he's, he kind of took over. He's taken over that role. Um, Jamari Harris, Quinn Schulte, those guys who have been here for, for five years now um, have, have been really great, great leaders. You know that Jay obviously learned learned from a guy like Jack Campbell, who's who's pretty special and, and a great leader on our defense. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing how um, seeing seeing Jay play this this fall. I know I know he's I, he's primed for for a big season. I know you don't like to single guys out, and and this unit as a whole has a potential to be great, of course, but. Give me a name to watch. Is, is there maybe there a guy that you've seen this summer during workouts, or maybe even this past spring that's made the biggest jump? Yeah, um, Jay. Like I just like I just said, you know, he's he's taking more of that leadership role. Um, then you got young guy like Aaron Graves, um, who's who's really um, you know come on. You know, he 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 had a pretty good season last season I'd say um I, I think he's ready to to take that next step um you know he plays with a lot of confidence um on on the d-line um and he's he's really smart understands the game really well um then then Xavier um we saw him in that bowl game um you know and I think I think the game started to slow down for him over this over this spring 
Um, and and I'm I'm looking forward to to watching both those guys. I th I think they'll have they'll have some big seasons. They'll help us out a lot. I know you've had limited a limited look at, at freshmen. Um, you had a, a Terrell enrolling early on offense in the spring, and for the most part, you had a bunch of guys who just got there here what a couple months ago. Can you give us a name to watch so far on defense uh, as far as a first-year guy? Other than the transfers you mentioned earlier, everybody wants to know about true freshmen who have the potential to contribute early. So is there anybody that's on your radar? Yeah. Um, obviously, there hasn't, there hasn't been many, you know, practices or um, – but, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do in camp. But, I mean, I've, I've gotten to know the, the freshmen – in the DB room the most, uh, seeing them, them the most, um, you know, I think Zach Lutmer, um, John Nestor, both those, both those guys have, uh, picked up things really well. Um, obviously it's, it'll be, it'll be a little bit different when, when we put the pads on here and here in camp. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing, to seeing those two and, and, and how they progress over, over this camp. Did Zach Lutmer tell me in an interview at one point that he almost beat you in a race? Did, am I getting that wrong? I have to go back and watch that. I don't know. I don't know if we ever raced. Okay, he's he's yeah, maybe uh, he's got similar speed to you. I guess is what I remember yeah. us talking about. I don't know if that was from an actual yeah. race or from a forty time. Uh, the dude's got wheels, right? I yeah. mean, there's been some comparisons from him to you. Um, another uh, another small town northwest Iowa guy there, absolutely, and another yeah. RTI threads. Yep, yep, exactly. yep. So uh, awesome. Final question, uh, Cooper. Everybody wants to talk about the offense. We've spent this entire interview talking about yourself and the defense, but everybody wants to know what's going to be different about the offense. And of course, you can't share details of what you've seen. But what makes you have confidence besides Cade coming in? What makes you have confidence that this offense can take a big step forward? Yeah, um, you know, Kate's Kate's played a big part in that. Um, but I think, um, you know, I think they're they're really starting to get you know confidence. Um, you know, you got you got guys like Luke and and you bring in Eric All. Um, you got a you got our whole old line coming back. I think. Um, so I think I think those guys are are just getting getting more and more confident um, on the field. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see that during, during camp. Um, I think, I think it, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun to, to compete against those guys. Um, you know, tight end room, we got a lot of talent there. Um, bring in some wide receivers. Um, got a guy like Nico back. Um, Caleb Johnson, you know, he's, he's ready to go for, for his sophomore season. You know, the, the running back room is, is pretty stacked. Um, so I, I'm excited to to see them here during camp once we put the pads on um, and, and get some 11 on 11 rolling. I think um, they've 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 gotten really really confident over over the summer and I'm I'm excited for them. I know you haven't had you know actual practice. You've been involved in summer workouts and fall camp starting. Is there a receiver that's been toughest to cover? Maybe in just uh, individual workouts and. You know, maybe we got. We, I know that there's got to be with the additions of Caleb Brown and Seth Anderson. You guys have probably matched up. Just is there somebody in particular that is toughest to, to cover? Yeah, um, I mean, we uh, we have, I haven't matched up with with all the receivers yet. Um, you know, we've we've had limited limited opportunities um, um, this summer. But you'll have, you'll have to come back to me 
you know, after, after this camp and, and I'll, I'll, I'll have to let you know, then I'm, I'm looking forward to, to competing against those guys. Uh, though, though this camp, it, it should be fun. Well, we'll get a look at that, uh, get a look at some of those matchups during uh, the open scrimmage on kids day. And of course we'll talk to you again at, uh, Iowa Media Day coming up here in just a couple of weeks. It's incredible. The season's right around the corner. Uh, RTI Threads NIL athlete Cooper DeGene, Iowa defensive back Cooper DeGene. Cooper, um, we wish you all the best. It was good to see you representing this team in Indianapolis, and you'll be representing the team in the black and gold this fall. Uh, again, to check out the Cooper DeGene apparel, visit cd3lacesup.com. And best of wishes, Cooper. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I don't know about you, but isn't it refreshing to hear an Iowa football player talk about making the final four? Maybe that's just talk. I don't think it is. I think the leadership of this team is built wired that way. Regardless if it happens or not, you love that type of a mindset. And I do think the tandem of Kirk and Cade and Cooper and Cade, I think those parties kind of balance one another out to an extent could have a balancing effect, could pay massive dividends. Exciting things ahead for the 2023 Iowa football season. Appreciate you tuning in for another edition of Brada's Branded Thoughts. We appreciate RTI Threads and Cooper DeGene for the availability. Until next time, I'm Corey Brada from the Hawkeye of the Storm. We'll talk to you soon.